Welcome to Living Newspaper Clippings, a series of conversations recorded remotely online between some of the writers and artists who are creating Living Newspaper at the Royal Court Theatre. Over six editions, Living Newspaper brings together more than 200 freelance artists to make new work about what matters to them now. Alongside these conversations, you can watch clips of the work they discuss and find out about future editions on the Royal Court Theatre website. The following content may contain strong language. Hello, my name's Jams and I wrote for edition two of the Living Newspaper. Hi, I'm Nazareth. Uh, I wrote for edition one of the newspaper. My full name is Nazareth Hassan. I realised I probably should have said that. <laughs> I didn't. It's good to finally meet you, man. I've heard a lot about you. I know we've been uh, we've been working around each other. That's what's so weird about this process is like just working in orbit of everybody, but never really talking to anyone. Ola you know speaks I mean? very highly of you. Love Ola, obsessed. Ola's she's a great lady. Yeah, she's wonderful. How was um, um, how was writing for edition one? It was cool. I really didn't. Uh, I didn't do a lot of like writing. Writing, like I, I made a lot of. Um, I made a few like sound pieces for like the elevators and like the staircases. And then I made this little, the substage thing, which was more of just like a, it was more like a diagram, I guess. Okay. Um, yeah. Like a little diagram of like what was happening in this club and what this like dancer was supposed to be doing on top of your music. Um, so I thought that was really fun. I really didn't do any like dialogue or like playwriting as, as I normally would. Do you normally like work so quickly? Because that for me that process was so like quick and responsive. Yeah, I I think I um I'm really comfortable with like with putting a lot of stuff out. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. just sort of like letting words out. Now, if that stuff is good, is another question, a whole other question. But I can like you know I can produce something that is like watchable uh, rather quickly. So it was nice to like, and it was nice to just not like be thinking about stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. To just sort of like put something out. What about you? Did you like? Did you like the the pace of the project? Yeah, do you know it was quite quick. Like I usually, I'm such a perfectionist. Like with everything I normally do, like in my music world, I take the most like care of it. Like, I can write something in five minutes. That's the easy part. But then it's going back and doing all the editing, listening right. to it. And by the time it's finished, it sometimes it takes me like two years to write things that I'm really happy with. Do you know what I mean? So working like that was actually really good because it kind of reminded me actually. Sometimes you do overthink it a lot because um, right. I think I was contacted about the project maybe two weeks before the actual date of the of the edition. And then by the time I actually kind of cottoned on and realised, OK, this is what I need to do. I think I wrote the whole piece like the night before. I was up the night really? before. Really? You wrote yeah, that whole yeah, piece yeah. the night before? Holy so, shit. Because I was working in collaboration with like loads of other writers. So I was kind of just waiting and everyone was so busy. I was like, cool, I just need to get all of these ideas from everyone and I just wanted to make sure I had everybody's ideas put into the piece. So once I got the full list, yeah, I wrote that whole piece the night before, stayed up till like three in the morning and I obviously composed for it as well. But that bit, that bit I managed to do before that yeah. evening. So it was all right. So it was just the writing that needed to get done. But it was quite fun. I really enjoyed it. That's really impressive, man. Like the, are you talking about the rap in the front page? Yeah. Yeah, that was and the fact that you had were you were you improving or were you like freestyling or had no, you written all of that? I wrote all of it. Yeah, that's amazing. Obviously I was impressed. I was like, how do you oh, memorize you. that so quick? 
<laughs> Do you know what? The memorizing it part, I didn't. So I wrote it the fir- the night before the first rehearsal. So we had a week of rehearsals. And then we were doing rehearsals and I was like, it's good, but it'll be so much better off paper. And it's getting filmed. And I, obviously I do grime. So everyone, I know that if people see me reading off this piece of paper, <laughs> it's going to be a laughable offence. You get what I mean? So I'm like, <laughs> so yeah, like it's, it's not me that's going to come here and be embarrassed today. So I'm just going to try. I was up one night going over and over and over lines again. But I think after like, about 15 tries over the two days I just managed to get off paper it was still like one or two errors in it but it was fine yeah I mean that that rap was amazing it was gorgeous just like so the much. um the way that you were sort of detailing uh I don't know what I was watching um I think it just came out small acts on Amazon oh yes um and I just was like I you know I didn't really know a lot about like Jamaican history in England, right? I had really not like sort of studied that particular aspect of their history and thought it was really beautiful the way that you sort of like strung that whole history together lyrically. Yeah, it's that's a whole like conversation I'm going to about like the history of um, you know, Black Caribbeans in England and how we've been treated as a community. And I think I really wanted to get across the frustration that not just I felt, but a lot of other people feel as well. Um, yeah. So like, I just wanted to kind of hammer that home. Period. You did it. I just watched yeah. it, so it's like fresh on my brain. Like, okay. I still need to get a link for edition one because I really want to see. I haven't seen your piece yet, but I really do want to see it. Of course, it was. Um, there's. I made the. Uh, I made the substage, and then with Chloe, I made the cartoon, and then I did uh, the lifts, the elevators, the lifts, and uh, the staircases. Amazing. Yeah, I think that's I think that's all I did. Um, so, were those quotes that I re- that I was reading out were they your quotes as well? Yeah, those were my quotes. Yeah, those were my oh, quotes. Okay. Very. <laughs> but see, that's what I was talking about, right? Like, I could like write anything, right? I could just put yeah. it out there. Um, I think Ola Ola gave me a lot of like grace, or maybe I shouldn't have gotten some <laughs> grace. Like, she should have been like, "What the fuck is that? What are you talking about?" Um. But yeah, I don't know. There's something about like the club that also just feels like like I miss the club so much. Yeah, man. It's like, been I a really big... miss going out. Like you don't realize how much you miss that kind of environment. Don't get me wrong; it's not always the best of environments, but like even the act of like being together in the middle of a pandemic is something so radical. Literally, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So like the idea of gathering in groups is just like you're not supposed to do that. So. That's why when Ola asked me to do that piece, I was like, yes, definitely, because I feel like it's so important. Right. And even to, like, do this project, like, I feel like, you know, um, theatre is all about, you know, it's the art of gathering. You know exactly. what I mean? It's, it's a social art form. And so, you know, having that taken away from us, both as, like, a source of income, right, a source of yeah. work, but also as a source of, like, community, uh, it's been a, just a double whammy on everyone I know, you know? How has um, the pandemic been for you over in New York? Well, I just got back. I've been in Atlanta um, okay, cool. for like the last year and I just moved back. I'm in Crown Heights now. But um, I don't know. It's New York is uh, New York is just one of those places that is, uh, you know, it's always constantly morphing and changing. Mm. Um, 
but right now I think it's lost a sense of identity, which is like not, which is, I'm not used to that. I'm not used to being in a New York that is like, you know, uh, lost his sense of self, you know? Yeah. Um, there's a lot of like, I think being in New York is sort of like, um, you're able to see how the pandemic is actually sort of ravaging the country in like a microcosmic way, you know? Yeah. Uh, because it's like, there's so little, like the businesses, businesses are going out of business. Like, like the turnover is so quick. The gentrification is like accelerated. You know what I mean? Um, in this sort of like economic crisis. And um, I don't know, in Atlanta, it's a little bit easier to like put that out of your minds, you know? Cause yeah. it's a little bit more suburban. Uh, but New York, it's like right in your face, you know? Like I live across from some projects. I'm looking at them right now. And like, just the, some of the ordinances that have been passed in the last, just like, I don't know, it's very like present, you know? It's all just like right here and you can't look away from it, you know? Yeah, I feel like the pandemic's probably made those things more obvious or probably accelerated them. Yeah, definitely, for sure. And it's made the the need for community much larger. Like I think doing doing the living newspaper was as much for me as it was for the theater. You know, like oh, I yeah, wanted 100%. to make something. Yeah, I needed I needed to make something with y'all. Yeah, I think obviously if you're anything like me, like art before a means of earning is a form of expression. Do you know what I mean? So I feel like that's mm-hmm. why it's, it's mm-hmm. so important. Yeah, definitely. And music music being a part of like. Like music and sound has like been what's gotten me through the pandemic. I'm sure that's true for you. Oh uh, mate, if I never had it, I'll just I'll, I'll be lost. I'll be so lost right now. I, I think exactly. The pandemic. Why do you like? Like, why did you start music? Yeah, what is, what's your what's your origin? Why did I start music? Uh, you know, I don't really have a reason. My dad is a musician, so he's a bass player. Um, he's now a guitar teacher, so he used to be part of like the jazz community over here. Um, Where? He's taking me on tour of him. So from as early as I can remember, I've always been around like instruments and like computers and stuff. Um, yeah. My mum's a big music lover. She used to go raving in South London. She used to bring home like these tape packs and CD packs and she used to play them when I was about six. And then it was only really when I, so in, when I was about nine, 10, uh, me and my mum moved out of my granddad's house. Um, we got our own place and I had nothing in my room. Entertainment wise, I never had a TV. I didn't even have a bed when I first moved there. I had a, a radio set though and I tuned the radio set and I found like it was playing Jungle and Carriage and I was like, cool, I like this music. I'll leave the tune on here. And then I didn't know but the station that I was tuned into was actually down the road from me and it was a station that over the years in terms of grime was like one of the most legendary stations. So I kind of just left the tuner there and I heard right. everything from the evolution and I started writing at about maybe age 11 or 12 and from there I've just kind of been in it but I didn't actually take it seriously I've always kind of done it written everybody at school knew I did music went to college and I'd done this I'd done a freestyle video mm-hmm. and then everyone was like this is sick like I done it one week I came next week and everyone knew the lyrics I was like cool right it was only really um maybe I say maybe 2014 15 I started going to pirate radio a lot a lot a lot a lot I was going for a bad time and I just kind of was going I didn't wasn't really going with the intention of oh I need to be famous. I'm, no, I was just going because I was just enjoying venting. And right. then I ended up becoming addicted to that feeling. So I had to go there every day, literally, for about a year and a half. And my name just kind of picked up and I'd done a boiler room one day. 
And um really? yeah, done a boiler room, got invited to do boiler room. And then as I'm doing the boiler room, I'm hearing people saying my lyrics back to me. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? Kind of thing. And yeah. that's where I kind of realized, cool, you might be able to take this seriously. I've just been doing it ever since, to be honest. Right. Yeah. How about you? I was that's actually listening to um Moonface. Today. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank dope, you, man. man. I appreciate it. Yeah. I um yeah, I similarly come from like like my my dad was a musician and my, my grandma was a musician. So I, oh, they, cool. you know, they started me in piano classes like as soon as I could move my fingers fast enough. Um but I really I started doing theater because I was doing like musical theater. Um and then that sort of took off. Like I think that part of my brain, like the theater part of my brain, kind of separated from the music part of my brain. Okay. Um in that theater felt like a place for me to like, um, theater feels like a place for me to like sort of expand my perspective on something and understand something that I don't necessarily, uh, that I can't see without that perspective, you know? Yeah. Um, whereas music feels like, you know, it feels almost like a, um, like a time capsule, you know? Like yeah. I can like make a piece, make a song that like, is about someone or about how someone made me feel or just like, you know, making songs that like record the feelings that I have that I want to remember, you know, because mm. music is so, um, music is so physical, you know, yeah. it's so like it hits you and it's like such a like uh, bodily experience. Um, I don't know. I just feel like music, I think over the pandemic, I think I've been connecting with music and sound work more um for that reason like it's just so transportative like you can um there's like it's almost like you're pressing buttons on a person you know what I mean like if you make a soundscape Mm. it's like you can like basically shape someone's experience of that song based on like the different textures that you have and I think that's like I think that's just like endlessly fascinating you know what I mean like how to create anxiety in someone versus how to create you know nostalgia um you know, it's just like the click of the the click of a button, the rise of a little knob. You know what I'm saying? Can turn <laughs> can turn something into something really emotional. You know, I think that's really exciting to me. Do you feel like you working and producing like theater pieces has changed your perspective on like how you make music? Oh, hmm. well, I think the other way around. I mean, I you know, I think I've always made music kind of rhythmically. Like, I think my approach to I've always thought of playwriting as like um, the poetry of time and space, you know? So I've always kind of approached it with sort of like a physical rhythmic um, perspective, I guess. But I think that making music over the quarantine has sort of made me more vulnerable in my playwriting. Mm. Um, And I think with music, it's sort of like, like when I'm writing a song or like producing something, like I'm definitely like pulling on what I'm feeling in that moment. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, whereas like with a play, you know, it takes months, years to write a play and like to get it up. So it's like sometimes that sort of real time reaction is delayed because yeah. you don't really have the, you don't have the, like, I feel like playwriting is like, you know, it's the, like writing a play is a spell or it's a prayer, right? And it's like that prayer only matters when you need it, you know? So sometimes Mm -hmm. it's hard to sort of like write with that same urgency. 
and write that prayer um, when you when you know it's not going to be like performed or like invoked. You know what I'm saying for a while. Yeah. Um, which I'm which I'm trying to like breed that out of myself. Like I'm not. I'm trying to like remove like that sort of that awareness of the institution from my writing anyway, you know, and just like to write. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think there's something like when I'm writing a play, it's like, I'm sort of thinking about sustainability in a way that I'm not with the song, you know, with the song, it's like, mm-hmm. I can record that shit, put it to the side, get it mastered and it'll be out. You know what I'm saying? And then it's done. Yeah. And then it's done. Whereas a play is like, you know, it's a living, breathing thing. That's always sort of, uh, growing in and of itself you know so yeah music's made me more vulnerable for sure i think no i can definitely relate to that what brought you to the what made you want to work in theater i know you worked in uh on ola's poet in the corner right it was actually by chance i never like set out with right. any intention to work in theater so i knew i've known deborah for 11 years this year he wrote the place so i was actually on a project with her and we kept in contact and she contacted me initially to help her write some songs for the play. And um, I think I drafted like one or two songs initially and we just kept working on the songs and she just kept kind of involving me in the process to, to see where the initial drafts of the play were going. And um, long story short, uh, she invited me down to a reading at the Royal Court and I read obviously the, the role of SS Firepower who I played and Vicky was there and I read it and Vicky was kind of like, oh, like you read it so well, you might as well be in the play. And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> You're so, like, cool, whatever. I was okay. like, cool, let's go. So yeah, that's how I came to be in the play. But then actually being in the play opened my eyes to a whole new world that I just never even thought to look into before. It just changed my whole perspective on what I can do with my music, which is why I kind of asked that question because I've kind of coming from the other side of it, which is I'm not, traditionally a theatre maker or a writer yeah. I'm, a, I'm a musician uh, so I'm I'm very used to I find it very easy to channel my feelings into a song even easier than I can actually verbally speak it which is right. very weird um, yeah. so obviously being in that play and seeing how theatre works and actually what theatre does has kind of just made me think okay like when I write music now it's not just for I'm not writing in the mind frame of I need to write a song that can get played on mainstream radio. Not that I ever cared about mainstream radio anyway, but it doesn't need to be this three minute long thing that's going to go on a Spotify playlist. I'm now writing in the mind frame of like, how far can I take this? Like, what can I add to it that's going to make it Mm -hmm. more than just music? Do you get what I mean? Um, How far can I take this? That's a good question. Yeah, like where can it go? Where can it live? Because doing Poet in the Corner, just you you can turn it from this thing that lives on an mp3 or a wav to this whole living breathing thing like you were saying and then it just gives this whole other life which is like so cool to me right definitely and i think it's 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 so um i actually think i take a lot of inspiration from from rap and like from the way that like i think rappers are really good at like just sort of augmenting time right like yeah y'all y'all literally know how to like make language like fucking skip and like jump and like slow down and you know what I mean? Like y'all are like psychedelic in a lot of ways. And I think like that, that belongs in the theater. You know, I think actually that sort of mind frame and that way of working with language is like exactly what the theater needs to like be revived a little bit. Wouldn't you say? 
Definitely, but I don't know. Like Deborah always says to me, like music, especially like rap and grime, it is theater. When you think about it, you get all these like rap beats and problems. Like it's theater, it's real life theater. So mm-hmm. it's only natural that it kind of translates into theater, theater. Right, <laughs> theater, theater. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. One minute. Left. One minute left to go. Sorry. Sorry. Um. Yeah. Do you have okay? Do you have another um? Any questions? Wait. What's your sign? I'm a Gemini. Do you know what? People always get onto me for this, but I'm border. I'm 21st of May, which is I'm bang in the middle of Taurus and Gemini. You're a Gemini. Don't give me that <laughs> crap. You're a Gemini. Whatever, man. Hurt. I don't know. I don't know if I'm more as a Taurus, man. I'll be honest. I'm, I'm more head. I'm way more head too headstrong for my own good sometimes. So I'm definitely all right. Fucking yeah. stubborn. I have a lot of Taurus too. I can't yeah. help myself sometimes. When's your birthday? May 24th. So I'm like, oh, okay, you're three days after me. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so I'm yeah, on the twenty first. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so this this was meant to happen. This was meant to happen. Beaming through the fucking across the country. Exactly. Across the across the world, not the country. Exactly. Well, no, definitely we'll have to do this again and have a, a proper catch up. Sure. It's good to me. Definitely. When I come to London, we'll we'll have a nice. Uh, what do you guys say? Have a pint. I don't drink beer. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. No, definitely. Thanks for joining us for Royal Court Living Newspaper Clippings. To watch clips of the work by these writers and find out more about Living Newspaper, visit royalcourttheatre.com forward slash Living Newspaper or click on the links in the episode notes.